Good afternoon and welcome to Lambda Weekly. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Lauren Landis and the squeaked in on the uh, heels of her, on the edge of her heels, Patty Fink. <laughs> welcome back. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Our guests today are Jason, Hannah, and Joe Riggs and Ethan, Hannah Riggs, and Lucas, Hannah Riggs. Welcome uh, back, guys. Welcome. It's Hi. been a while. Thank, thank you. Okay, so you're here because of the teddy bear party. And we just did our big toy drive here at KNON. Uh, I'll talk about that in a little bit. But tell us a little bit about the teddy bear party. And I want Ethan and Lucas to jump in. And so, oh my gosh, this is our 11th annual teddy bear event. So we do we host one party every year, uh, and we raise teddy bears to donate to uh, a local children's hospital, which is uh, Cook Children's. Um, so yeah, so it's a it's a teddy bear drive. So everybody that attends the event brings a, a new teddy bear from 12 to 18 inches, um, and then all monetary proceeds uh, benefit local and national LGBTQ plus organizations. Okay, so either Ethan or Lucas, tell us about the teddy bears that you collect. Yeah. You, you can use this mic right over here. <clears throat> yeah. Like so, we go in cars and like drop off teddies bears from to the hospital and stuff for kids who um, need That's right. What do they use them for? Um, for kids who are sick or hurt in the hospital. That's right. Now, one of you one time got a teddy bear of your own. Who got one? Who was it? I did. It's Ethan. And why did you need a teddy bear? We're, we're shuffling mics. <laughs> I don't remember. You don't remember? Right? You were sick, right? Oh, yeah. You had some breathing problems, so we had to do an overnight in the hospital, right? Oh, yeah. Remember, we had a teddy bear when we walked into the hospital room, into your own room. They had a teddy bear waiting for you on your hospital bed. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Good description. <laughs> Okay, so I promised... Go ahead. I was going to say, how, how old was he? Oh, my gosh. You were probably four four years old, five years old, the first time he had a hospital stay. Oh, okay. And now you're 23? <laughs> how old are you? No, I'm eight. Oh, eight. eight. Oh, okay. 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 okay, I get confused sometimes. <laughs> so I told you you could both talk about your dads. What kind of dads are they? I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. All of a sudden, we're getting shy about that. Huh? Are, they, are they fun? Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. They're also really crazy. Oh, crazy. <laughs> in, in what way? They go cuckoo. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're a little crazy. Well, every family, every family has cuckoos. <laughs> we like our dance parties, though, right? At home? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so they were going to go sit outside yeah, and so play with their devices. <laughs> we have some devices to keep them busy for a little while. And if you'd like, you can come back in a little bit later in the show. How's that sound? Good. Good? How's that sound? Not good. Not good. <laughs> okay, and the only reason we're doing that is that it's uh, real crowded here in the studio with one, two, three, four, five, six people on that side of the, uh, the desk. Um, okay, so, Jason, you're going to stay, and Joe will get them situated out there. Uh, tell no, us, tell okay. us a little bit about the history of the teddy bear party. 
Um, so I started the event, uh, gosh, back in 2011 when my mom was just diagnosed with uh, stage four lung cancer. So I wanted to do something for her to give her the kind of the strength to power through the treatment. And so uh, it started out as a small house party of uh, what turned out to be a couple hundred people. And we collected 250 teddy bears that first year and donated them to the local hospital. And um, and so we keep, she passed a few months later, but every year after that, uh, we want to continue honoring and remembering those that have passed um, due to cancer. And so um, it's been great to kind of watch the event take a life, take on a life of its own. And mm-hmm. uh, so we've got some amazing corporate sponsors and uh, an amazing community community that backs the event every year. Was that first year difficult or were you surprised at how many teddy bears you collected? Um, because some people might think, oh, I want to do this. I want to ra- uh, raise money or raise anything, collect clothes or toys or anything for and you know for a good cause and maybe they may not get that many donations were you surprised how many you got i was i was because the first couple years prior to that i had a true house party and then once i had the event in 2011 and i started getting all the rsvps coming in and i got to like 200 people i'm like i've got to take you to an outside venue there's no way and so that was kind of the first year that we had a true venue for for the party, and yeah, I was blown away by the amount of community support that, that poured good. in. Um, and now we're in, what, what year are we in now? 2011? So this is the 11th this year. This is the 11th 11. year. Oh, wow. We took COVID year off, so yeah, yeah. so yeah, yeah. So the 11, actual 11 years of the party. And you don't have any of those, you know, foul mouth teddy bears named Ted, do you? <laughs> <laughs> there may be a few that pop up, but they're not, they're not necessarily on that list. <laughs> That's a good thing, especially for kids. But you do, you take, uh, you know, for, for anybody who's listening, you take any stuffed animal. Yeah, the, the idea is to be 12 to 24 inches in, in uh, as far as how hot, tall the, the teddy bear is. Mm-hmm. Right, because every year somebody has to bring in a six foot high something. <laughs> uh, and they really can't use that. There's no room in the hospital room for a, a, a stuffed animal like that. Right. And they can't use that kind of a stuffed animal with the kids the way they use them. Explain how they use these animals. Yeah, the teddy bears are used as a teaching tool. So the idea is it doesn't necessarily have to be a teddy bear, but something that at least 12 to 24 inches tall, ideally with four limbs, because the teddy bear, if, it, if the child needs an IV, they'll give that teddy bear an IV. If the child has to have their, a cast on their arm, they'll put that cast on the teddy bear's arm to let the kid understand exactly what's going to happen to them. Um, and, it, and that's a great way to, it's a, to teach them and really make sure they understand what's going to happen to them, no surprises. Um, and to kind of have that like buddy, that partner to go through the same experience. Um, it's always to easier to do it, to do something with somebody than to go through that alone. Yeah. 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 And to set expectations. I think right. that's really important for for kids in healthcare. Yeah. Um, because there can be so many surprises we can't control. Yeah. Um, it's really important that they understand the the next moments. Right. They're in a hospital that it's a unfamiliar like location right. and, and sometimes these are teddy bears they'll keep them in the back of an ambulance as well so if they're separated from their parents then then they have that teddy bear there to comfort them too and um, my daughter was hospitalized um, when she was I think one or two years old and they brought her a teddy bear and she doesn't remember it now but at the time 
Danny and I lit up, and she lit up because I, I, I don't. I, they didn't do anything to the teddy bear to like oh resemble this is what you're going through, but it was a distraction. Mm-hmm. It was at least a distraction, and she, you know, she held on to that thing. So it's a great thing for her to have uh, for kids in the hospital. Yeah. yeah, and like we were mentioning earlier, like Ethan still has his stuffed animal. They actually gave him a puppy instead of a teddy bear, mm-hmm. but he's had that puppy in gosh six years, seven years, and like he still has to have that stuffed animal every time, mm-hmm. every, yeah. everywhere we travel, and every time at bedtime. It's a little yeah. beat up, but it's still there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's lived, so, a, he's lived a long <laughs> life. Yeah. Do you have a backup puppy? <laughs> we don't. No. Oh my gosh. So this party is being held where? Uh, so this year it's at, uh, actually we're going back to the same venue as last year. We're going to the Echo Lounge and Music Hall. Um, it's right across from the American Airlines Center on 35. And admission is? Uh, admission is uh, $100 uh, per uh, per ticket plus the new uh, 12 to 24-inch teddy bear. Yeah. So everybody has to bring a teddy bear. Now, this is where I get to tell my Brian story, which I tell every year. Uh, first time Brian and I went to the teddy bear party, all Brian knew was these bears could be used if a kid is going through chemotherapy, the bear gets the chemotherapy first, then the child gets the chemotherapy so Brian was all in with this, and he was always the kind of person that if you asked a whole group of people to do something that each one would take a little piece of it, and it'll get done if everybody does it, Brian took it personally, and he would do the whole thing. So we went to Walgreens, and um, uh, they had a whole, they had teddy bears on their top shelf throughout the entire store. And we're going through, and we had a handful. He said, wait a minute, let me get a shopping cart. So he gets a shopping cart, and we fill the shopping cart. And I said, okay, uh, let's go. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. He said, wait here. So he comes back. He has another shopping cart, (laughs) and he fills that shopping cart with more teddy bears. I said, okay, let's go. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. And I said, but the shopping carts are full. But there are more teddy bears. But the shopping carts are full. Now, this was a normal conversation for Brian and me to have. So I didn't think anything of saying to him, but the shopping carts are full. And he said, but there are more teddy bears. So he said, uh, so I said, well, let's just get these, see what fits in the car, and then we can come back, get some more. Okay, so we... wheel the shopping carts up to the front unload the shopping carts the um, cashier asked us what we were doing them for she called over the store manager and he said um, and Brian said well we need to get more teddy bears Uh, and the the store manager gave them to us wholesale wow yeah yeah, which was uh, lovely it was um, this was the Walgreens on the corner of Oaklawn and Cedar Springs um, so we put the teddy bears in the car and come back with the shopping carts and fill up the shopping carts again. And then we had the same conversation. <laughs> but there are more teddy bears. But the car is going to be full. But there are more teddy bears. But the car is going to be full. But you there can are just more strap them on like, like you see the lawn, the lawn care equipment trailers. They've got stuffed animals strapped to the back. You know, you can well, do that with they, your they car. They squish. They squish. <laughs> Uh, so finally, Brian just got mad at me for uh, 
not wanting to buy all the teddy bears, and he said, if one child has to go through chemotherapy, and he's through his teeth and just furious, if one child has to go through chemotherapy without a teddy bear, it's going to be your fault. <laughs> he learned guilt real well. Uh, so we bought the rest of the teddy bears that were there. So That's awesome. Well, you, you guys, I, I, that's not going to happen. You collect a lot of bears. Um, a lot of stuffed animals. God, the, the year we helped you guys, went over the children's. You, we, we bring the bears to the, how do we, what area is that? Um, inside the hospital. Yeah, but, like four-year. But, yeah, but God, it's, <laughs> it's more bears than you can count. <laughs> it is a sea. We, we do count them every year. To you make do? Sure we, yes, we have a, a full count. I think to date, what is it, 11,000 total since we started? Yeah, over see what I'm saying? Wow. It's, a, it's a lot of bears. Yeah. yeah. Well over 1,000 every year. Uh, I mean, it's great because we've got some corporate sponsors that do teddy bear drives, um, like at their offices and apartment communities. But mm-hmm. for a company I work for, does teddy bear drives at each of their oh, communities. Nice. So, in addition to the teddy bears that are brought to the party, there's also apartment communities and offices that are sending teddy bears directly to Cook Children. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we hope to have you know hopefully eighteen, nineteen hundred teddy bears that we'll donate this year. Right, yes. and once again, in Brian's memory, Beth Obanow will do another fifty teddy bears i have to get over to the place we get them now um, thank you this awesome. week thank yeah you. we'll we'll deliver those ahead of time because otherwise it causes a traffic jam as people are driving in <laughs> how early in a year do you start actually collecting them uh we start right after thanksgiving okay um, so yeah so right after thanksgiving is when we get all the communities and corporate sponsors to start doing their teddy bears uh teddy bear drives at their okay i'm just thinking where do you put them all until <laughs> do you have a storage or <laughs> no uh, we yeah we do not have space for teddy bears yeah um, yeah that's um, a lot but we also have done some drives uh for example like when the the incident happened in uvalde um we we sent enough teddy bears uh for every child uh, at the elementary school at Rob Elementary, so so there are some other situations throughout the year that if that that deem teddy bears, so absolutely. Um, so depending on yeah, depending on circumstances. We yeah, also let's hope we don't ones. have to do that again. Right. Agreed. So, um, but there's never a bad time of year to give a teddy bear to a child. Absolutely not. Never. Absolutely not. Never. If somebody wants to buy tickets ahead of time or wants more information about the uh, event. Uh, can they buy them online? Yes. Ahead of time? Yes. The yeah. website is teddybearparty.org. So you can buy tickets online. Um, that's the recommendation to, I don't know, the easiest way to get tickets. And uh, you can also check out the DJs. We've got two great DJs this year. DJ Dan Slater, uh, he's a, an Australian DJ um, that's been on tour for a little while. And then D, a German DJ, uh, Ben Baxen. Uh, who's also fantastic. They've got podcasts. You can check them out on Apple, Pad, Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever. They're, they're fantastic DJs. So uh, it, it's a party. <laughs> so the $100 ticket um, covers all uh, – it's an open bar all night. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's from 8, 8 p.m. to 1 a.m. this year. So uh, put on your dancing shoes. But it is a holiday party, so uh, <laughs> it's, it's like a holiday festive kind of vibe and – uh, attire. It's it's a good time. Yeah, so holiday chic, whatever that means uh, for the festive attire. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're, we're going to come back and talk uh, more about the party, but I just couldn't pass this one up. This is one of those. Okay, Patty, Brittany Griner and Baylor. What was Baylor's reaction? Go. Nothing. <laughs> 
There, and there was an op-ed too, um, not very just a few weeks ago, by a member of the uh, Southern Baptist Convention, criticized deeply criticizing Baylor for not even extending prayers for wow. Brittany Griner. Wow. Who they milked for millions of dollars, millions, and never said a word after she came out. The second she published her book, they dropped her like a hot potato. And I get all of the alumni, everything, and they never mention her. Don't even mention and her. And even when she's incarcerated in a penal colony in Russia, they can't bend their heart, their stiff hearts to, to even extend prayers and thoughts and prayers. I mean, thoughts and prayers wasn't even enough you know, like easy enough for them. So now I would like to remind our listeners, of course, Laurent and I would never say anything bad about Baylor, but you as an alum. Yes, I can feel free. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Actually, I was, this is Joe. I was alumnus from Baylor oh, as well. Yeah. Well, there you oh, go. I didn't know that. Sick'em bears. Yeah. yeah. Sick'em. <laughs> wow. So sick'em teddy bears. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I do want to share something that was, was shared on the news this morning. Um, by the the, on, the special envoy from the by the president for hostage affairs, who actually met her and put her on the plane home, he recounted what she did um, um, during that encounter, and I, I thought it was an amazing thing. Um, this is him talking. He says, "When she finally got on the U.S. plane, I said, Brittany, you must have been through a lot of the last ten months. Here's your seat. Please feel free to decompress. We'll give you your space." And she said, oh, no, I've been in prison for 10 months now listening to Russian. I want to talk. But first of all, who are these guys? And then she moved right past me and went to every member of that crew, looked them in the eyes, shook their hands, and asked them and got their names, making a personal connection with each one. It was really amazing. And then later on, on an 18-hour flight, she probably spent 12 hours just talking, and we talked about everything under the sun. Wow, I think that's pretty pretty amazing. Yeah. And one of the her attorney had her Russian attorney had said that um, she had recently gotten the flu in the midst of all of this mm. kind of torturous living, um, and um, everyone she got actually pretty good treatment because everyone there just liked her. Mm -hmm. That everyone she encountered in all of this punishment. Mm -hmm. They just liked her. so. Um, well, she was a big star in Russia. Yeah. This wasn't her first time going over there. She had regularly played for the uh, team in Ekaterinburg. Um, but beyond that, I think it's her individual character, whether she was a star or not. Have you ever seen an interview with her? She does seem pretty likable. And she's very humble. And one of the very. things they were so impressed about her was that she took all of this abuse and always kept her dignity. Always. And people were so, everyone around her was so impressed by that because there were a lot of people around her who were not keeping their dignity, mm -hmm. obviously. Um, and so they were, everyone was just so impressed with her. So I, I think that was really cool that she wanted to get up and meet the people who were bringing her home yeah, and, yeah. and get to know them. Um, so that, I thought that was very cool. And I, I'm so happy for her and Sherelle, I'm her very wife Sherelle, happy for it. I, yeah. to be home. Yeah. We need to take a break. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM. I'm Dave Taffet here in the studio with Laron Landis and the late Patty Fink. And our guests are Joe Riggs and Jason Hanna, the, the um, I was going to say the stars of the teddy bear party, the organizers of the teddy bear party. We'll be back with more Lambda Weekly right after this. This is Alex Hanselka, and you're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON-FM, Dallas. 
And this is Lambda Weekly. We are talking to Jason Hanna and Joe Riggs. They are the organizers of the Teddy Bear Party. Uh, Teddy Bear Party is this coming Saturday. That's right. It is, 17th. And uh, tickets are online at teddybear.com? Teddybearparty.org. Teddybearparty.org. Um, and part of the admission is a teddy bear. And teddy bear needs to be big enough that um, they can do an operation on it if they need to, uh, small enough that a child can hold it, and it's not unwieldy. So between... Between like 12 and 24 inches. And 24 inches. Yeah. Uh, don't bring a gigantic-sized one because there's really just very little that uh, the hospital can do with that. That's right. Yeah, it has to fit in that hospital bed with a kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, talking about kids, the Respect for Marriage Act finally passed this week. Yes. Yes. Um, I want to get from each of the four of you what you think of the Respect for Marriage Act. I think it's a backstop for if if a, a, a Burgerfell is is somehow overturned, it's not ideal. It's not a Burgerfell. So um, my obvious preference would be to maintain the ruling uh, that the Supreme Court made just a few years ago as the law of the land in all respects. Um, but I'm, I'm very happy that the Respect for Marriage Act was passed. It'll be signed this week by the president. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Nancy Pelosi's last big um, policy you know, bill passing mm-hmm. under her tenure as speaker. Um, and I'm 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 very very happy about it, and it includes interracial marriage as well. So yeah, that, anyway, that's so my, it'll protect uh, it, it, Clarence it, it, Thomas. It protects marriage. me. It, it protects me twice. Yes, it does. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys think of it? I, I'm more worried about Clarence Thomas and his marriage. But, <laughs> so. What do you guys think? I, well, I was going to comment that it's, like you said, it's it, it's great that it's there for the, as the backstop. It could have gone further. I yeah. think also telling it was to see the vote count. I mean, being from, we're living in Texas, looking down at that, those Texas votes, and it was not, like our district was not supportive of our marriage or interracial marriage. So it's like this, it's still, there's so much more work to be done, and um, your vote really matters. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it does. I, I'm happy about it, but I'm, I'm fearful too. I think there's a way that this can actually backfire on us, and that is again for those who don't know, this bill does not force or mandate states to perform marriages. It only says you have to recognize them if they are performed elsewhere. Um, so if a Burgerfeld is overturned, I could see some state saying, okay, well, we're not going to let you get married. Um, we'll just recognize them. Now, you might be thinking, okay, that really doesn't make sense. If you're going to recognize them, you might as well let them get married. But we don't live in a state that does things that make sense. So, <laughs> My question is, would Texas even recognize its own marriage? Well, that's exactly. the thing, because exactly. it specifies if you're married elsewhere. Right. I was married here. I was married here. Right. So, in in other words, I think this could open up another bag of legal challenges. And I th- I think too that there's a there's a real chance that we could. I mean, today we we the the phrase we use in our community now is you can get married on Sunday and fired on Monday. Right. Um, 
and I think it's quite possible that two things can be true at the same time. I think they, if, if Obergefell were overturned, and let's say Lawrence was overturned as well, mm-hmm. that we could be criminals in our own state, but they would have to recognize our own marriage. Right. And that's, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I think the whole push is to be second-class citizens. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we see, um, you, you know, religious exceptions. We also had the case this week before the the United States Supreme Court oh about God. a hypothetical. Oh, we, I, now, I didn't get that. Other, I, that's a, that's a whole nother... I, 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 that's I, a show. I, all I, it's I, up. I saw a whole interview with this woman, and for those who don't know what we're talking about, there's a woman from suing the state of Colorado who wants to start, she hasn't even started, she wants to start a online marriage um, website, website, building um, websites for, uh, for people who want to get married. And... <laughs> Colorado has a really strict anti-discrimination uh, policies and laws. and It says if you hang your shingle out for the public, you hang you your shingle to, out for, for the, the public. public. Right. And she's twisting this. Again, she doesn't even have the business yet. So she, she's never been... Um, she's never been uh, disciplined by the state of Colorado, yet she took this to the Supreme she's never, Court. She's never been approached by gay, she's a gay couple. She's never been approached by gay So I, we, need, we need an attorney on, but I am surprised that the Supreme Court even took the case. There's no standing. There's no standing. There's no one's been harmed. No and one's so been harmed. I, I, that's what I couldn't do. We're doing a pure... 200% hypotheticals. Yeah. She yeah. didn't even have the business. Right. And then the hypothetical gay couple she's going to turn away doesn't exist. You know what I mean? It, right. It, I, was, I, it was all I, make I, it made I, up imaginary stuff. I think the whole, even if they, even if they uh, send the case back down to a lower course because she didn't have standing, but, but the fact of them even taking the case, they just gave this woman a lot of free publicity. Sure. A lot. So when she does open up her business, oh, well, she, she's going to be really, really popular. For the for the for those who believe like she does, but this is again, this is re, reapproaching like Jim Crow three point mm-hmm. where somebody would be able to say, "I don't I don't do business for you," and they could just turn anybody away, and you don't you don't even really know. See, I'm I, when this has happened in, in legislatures around the country, which they're trying to do, and I'm sure Texas will try again, but <coughs> excuse me, in those states where they've tried it. And usually Democrats are on the side where they offer an amendment that says you have to put it everywhere then. Mm-hmm. Every, every place you advertise, every page of your website, every, every flyer, every coupon you make, every, everything that says we do not serve gay people. We do not serve Jewish people. We do not serve black people. Right. We do not. And so if – I mean that's what it's going to come to. So if they can do it to us, they can do it to anybody mm-hmm. because you can, you can squeeze your religious beliefs to mean anything. And that you sincerely hold them. All you have to do is say you sincerely hold them. Mm-hmm. You know? Because I, I absolutely know people who are against people getting divorced. Like, they won't even speak to their own parents because their parents got divorced. Um, but they don't discriminate against them in the workplace. They don't ask everybody walking in their shop, have you been divorced? Mm-hmm. You know, but I know how seriously they believe that stuff. But... Because they have they have a, a public shingle out. <laughs> well, her her whole argument is that she's doing this as an artist, and it's speech. It's speech, and so she shouldn't be forced to create an original piece of work for something she doesn't believe in. On a hypothetical. On a hypothetical. So and 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 if, it's a giant. Imagine if you will. Yeah, and <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sure they're going to rule in her favor. So. Yep. I, again, even though it, it hasn't even happened yet. Right. <laughs> it's 
So we could just we could just pull up a a case and go before the Supreme Court about what would happen if you know if if whatever circumstances we choose. Yeah, everybody much. could do that. We could just tie them up. I mean. That's why that's why we have this idea of standing, right. and why this idea of a person who's been uh, maligned or hurt in some way because of a law. You know, you have to have standing. And yeah, this is crazy. This is crazy. So where I was going with this, with the Respective <laughs> Marriage Act, um, was it, it would be possible for them to then extend, since we don't recognize marriages, uh, that you can't adopt children, right? Now, Laron, um, yours is your biological child, right? Even though she looks more like Danny, <laughs> as they are your <clears throat> and you guys. Each of you, one of them is each of yours. Correct. Correct. Okay, so how would this respective marriage act, if Obergefell is uh, repealed, not repealed, overturned, overturned? overturned. Thank you. Um, how would this affect? Your relationship with your child legally? I, I don't think I don't think it would. Um, I, even though I didn't adopt my daughter, um, you guys did, but you can't. No, no one's going to go back and reverse your adoption. Yeah. So I don't think it would affect them. Now, if we, if one of us wanted to go adopt a child, a new child, that might make a difference. But the ones that we already have, I don't think it would make a difference. And see, that's just the problem with it. It. It would be almost like remember that summer of 2008 when we had X number of marriages in California yep. from mm-hmm. yep. point A to point B or moment A to moment B, mm-hmm. and it's like these these grand exceptions for this little chunk of time. So they're going to grandfather um, stuff in for people who are already married, people who already have kids, people right. who already have been exercising their rights as equal citizens under the law. For all this time, and now it's going to be piecemeal for thereafter, right. and we're going to have to reexamine the thousands of rights and responsibilities that come with marriage, right. including all of the family law that's locked up into it. Yep. Our boys are biologically ours, but we did go through an adoption process, and in that Fort Worth courtroom, our adoption was denied the first time we attempted to, to have that. Even though you were adopting your own biological though, child. Yeah, we had all the paperwork. Now explain why DNA. you had to <laughs> adopt your own children. So this was before marriage equality. We had already been married in Washington, D.C., but when, then we wanted to make sure that our relationship and our kids were like ironclad. So we mm-hmm. went through the adoption process. Well, also because they were born as twins. Right, right. With a surrogate. Right. And so, the, yeah, the surrogate was automatically placed onto the birth certificate, even though they, she has no biological ties. So we had to go through a whole adoption process to get the, make sure. Because the other thing is uh, the biological ties, it's one from each of us. And so we wanted to make sure we both had equal custody, equal rights, that those kids were, they are our kids. So you adopted your own child as well as each other's. Correct. Correct. And by each other's, I mean each other's biological child. Correct. Correct. Um, Could you, you couldn't do this ahead of time. Correct. They had to be, yeah, had to be born. They had to actually be born because you had to uh, do a DNA test on each of them. You know, and I don't know if that was even relevant to the whole (laughs) conversation at the end of the day. Um, It it was more around just the legal 
custody of our of the kids. Um, so no ruling on a hypothetical at all. <laughs> no hypothetical. <laughs> that's right. And that's where I, I'm not clear about if the the reason the judge kind of her justification. She didn't really say it. She she kept repeating the same information that same phrase. The base on the information in front of me, I just can't get there. Now, regardless of the one question. peculiar thing in a Texas adoption is you can't do a second parent adoption at the same time as the first parent adoption. Whereas, Laron, you adopted in Delaware. I didn't adopt Maryland. No, Danny adopted. Yeah, (laughs) Danny adopted her in the state of Maryland. And you were able to do a second parent adoption just immediately. Immediately. I mean, it's called a pre-birth order. It's already set up and you're just waiting on the child to be born. So it was a hypothetical. (laughs) <laughs> it kind of was a hypothetical. Because <laughs> Maryland has this, it was Maryland, right? It's Maryland, yes. Okay, so yeah. Maryland has this thing that if a child has parents right. that are uh, willing and able right. and want the child, that's one less child they have to worry about, right? Right, right. It Fort was, Worth has a thing where if you have two parents who want the child, Eh, not so fast. <laughs> well, let's, let's go back. Well, the thing you were trying to say was the hesitance from the judge because you, you guys, even though you were legally married in the state of, I'm sorry, in the District of Columbia, but you're not recognized down here. Was that the problem? Right. I think that's okay. what that was her angle. She was trying to avoid getting into the details, but right. that was the angle a lot of judges at the time were using is saying that the state of Texas doesn't recognize your marriage. Therefore, you can't adopt these kids. Exactly. And so that's exactly. the concern if if the Supreme Court comes in and overturns right. Obergefell. Um, then we're going to end up in the same scenario. Texas is still not going to recognize our marriage. And so... Maybe there's going to be adoption right. issues. I'm not sure. Right. In I'm Texas, well, Texas would have to recognize oh, yeah. your marriage because you were married elsewhere. They wouldn't have to recognize Patty and Aaron's marriage because they were married here. Yeah. I and mean, the law says elsewhere. Uh, yeah. the law says elsewhere. <coughs> Confusion. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, so messed up. And I was married elsewhere also. I wasn't married here. You were married in another country. Yep. Yep. Canada. So. Because we were worried that you were going to have a child out of wedlock. <laughs> we, we shamed Laurent into getting married first. Um, but so we, when you finally did adopt, did one of you have to, did each of you have to adopt your own biological child first and then file paperwork to cross adopt? No. Well, after the adoption was denied in Fort Worth, like we were able to file a petition to essentially make our case disappear in that courtroom as if it never showed up on her docket. Mm-hmm. And when we did that, then we were able to refile our, I guess, our adoption paperwork in mm-hmm. a different county. Did you go um, to Dallas County? Uh, we actually went down to Bear uh, County. Bear, Bear County. Bear, Bear, Bear County. Yeah. 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 Um, that was the place to do it yeah. back then. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And it's not that there weren't judges that were uh, approving adoptions and merit. Well, not marriages, but approving adoptions. It's that in Bear County, you can actually judge shop. So you don't just file it in Bear County, but you file it in a particular judge's court. Here in Dallas County, now any of the judges would uh, would happily do an Absolutely adoption. Absolutely do it. Yeah. But at that point, not necessarily. And it's interesting. I don't even know now because since uh, marriage equality, since Obergefell, Texas still hasn't caught up with family law. 
uh, when it comes to uh, LGBT couples. Some states, a married gay couple, if one of them has, you know, if a child is born, the other one doesn't even have to adopt. There is no such thing as second parent adoption. You're married. That's automatically your kid. That's how they do heterosexual couples. That's how they do it in Texas with heterosexual couples. Mm-hmm. So we might. Why? Why aren't we doing that to LGBT couples? <laughs> because in Texas, you can go to Abilene and try to adopt a kid from a state, um, a state-funded uh, adoption agency. Um, tapped because the state itself doesn't have enough agencies and agents. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be denied because of that person sitting behind the desk, personal, sincerely held religious beliefs, right. even right. though it's state funded. Mm-hmm. And you could go to a state site somewhere else in the state. You'd have to travel. It'd be a hardship for you. Um, and you could, you could adopt there. But that's Texas. That's Texas. Yeah. And that's just Texas recent like now mm-hmm. like the, the the court i mean the the the, the ledge is going to meet in session this coming starting in a few weeks right <laughs> it's going to be bad it's going to be scary yeah yeah we'll have somebody on to explain the garbage that's going on in a couple of weeks that's going to go a on lot of hypotheticals filed <laughs> <laughs> But in the hypothetical, if Obergefell is overturned, I, I, I think you guys, and I think I'm okay. Unless you guys plan on having more kids. No, I think we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're, I think we're good for now. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Why don't we take our we're break? Done. You're listening to Lambda Weekly on 89.3 KNON FM, and our guests are Jason Hanna and Joe Riggs. Uh, the father of Ethan and Lucas, who have been really good sitting out in just the other side of the glass over there and uh we're, we're all keeping an eye on them but they, they're just occupied and they've got a device so they're perfectly content yeah they're good worse. kids we'll be back with more lambda weekly right after this hi this is candy markham and i listen to lambda weekly on 89.3 k-n-o-n f-m listen okay so um during the break, uh, we were just talking in the studio for a minute, and you never did lose custody of the two kids, even though the adoption was denied. No, we always had 100% full custody of the kids. Um, but there was that. But period. what was that judge thinking? If she's denying you custody, if she's denying you the right to adopt your own kids, that that was the mind-boggling thing because the surrogate provided termination of uh, her parental rights because she was the, I guess, the the lady that had given birth. Um, and and so, the judge accepted that. And the judge accepted that. Um, and then we had our DNA testing proving that one of us was the biological of each kiddo. Um, but, yes. She so did. you were automatically the father even though your name wasn't on the birth certificate yet, or was it? Uh, at that point, no. I think it was just one just the surrogate was the only one on the birth certificate yep really yeah just the surrogate at the time yeah it was it's just bizarre and i think it for me too the whole experience made me really realize that you see judge judy like that's my world of or my experience with judges is like judge judy she's fair and she'll rule on the, the case and then the reality is the judges are elected 
and they're elected often on party lines. This judge was elected on a party line in Tarrant County. And she, and maybe her mindset was, if I grant this, maybe that's going to be a bigger news story that I don't want people to see. And maybe so it's the the politics of the judi- the judicial system that I didn't even I had yep. never realized that was the nah, thing. Yeah, the judge yeah. that you had just was one of the worst in Tarrant County because <laughs> I remember looking her up and looking up her record. <laughs> and unfortunately, politics messes with people's lives. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you know, yeah. even. I remember back in that era, um, Iron Chef Kat Cora did, and her wife Jennifer each um, had an embryo, and they traded embryos oh, in order to protect yeah. themselves in California, mm-hmm. so that each one had a, a a real birthright as mother of that child, mm-hmm. as mothers of those children, mm-hmm. and they ended up with four boys. <laughs> wow! <Yeah>. Wow! <laughs> You know, but one would be the birth mother, obviously, but the child was the actually the child of her wife. Right. So it it worked out for them. But I mean, they were trying to protect themselves in California, and California is pretty out in front of Texas. (laughs) Probably some of the best outside of Massachusetts. Probably some of the best LGBT laws when it comes to couples and family LGBT families in the nation. Right. Right. So, you know, big surprise there. I mean, they're trying to protect themselves there. Mm-hmm. No, no surprise that you're trying to do it here. No and, surprise. You know, hitting some, some hurdles you have to cross to make it successful. Yikes. Okay, okay one other thing that um, I do have to do. Patty, Kirsten Cinema, go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, 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 keep in mind, I've known Kirsten Cinema for years. Yeah, that's right. Personally. Personally. And, um... I'm just <laughs> you're flabbergasted. <laughs> you're speechless. <laughs> Cannot see the the expression on my face. Right, right, right. Um, and I heard it when it was when it broke the the other morning. Right when it broke, and I was just like, God damn it! <laughs> right, right. Um, what a what a selfish, amazingly um, talking about it before the show. Not that she's known for sticking to her word. But most of the time, she has voted with us, and she said that she'll continue to. So does it make a big difference whether she's named a Democrat or an independent if she sticks to her words and continues to vote with us? No, it, it actually won't change a thing in, in right. the Senate, and it won't change the 51st uh, majority. It right. won't change that. Right. Um, I was laughing with Aaron this morning. I said, I think everybody's fine. They're just continuing to talk about this on the news and different Sunday morning programs because everyone wants an opportunity to to say what a creep she is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They want to have, like, I want a chance to say it on the air, too. Uh, Because this is all about 2024 and her political race for re-election. This has nothing to do... Isn't this going to harm her chances? Well, she's she's betting on something really, really dangerous for her her own career. That the Democrats won't put anybody up? That the Democrats won't put up anybody... Because it would split people. I think there are Democrats who are saying, let's get rid of her. We'll put somebody up and it'll go to a Republican for now. And so be it. We can't put up with her anymore. Well, and and she's not. I mean, she may think that she's polling all really well among independents in in Arizona. But she's got horrible approval ratings statewide with every demographic group and every political affiliation. Nobody likes her. Yeah. You know, the Democratic Party there censured her. Um, but 
you know, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm happy that she's going to continue to caucus with the Democrats. And, you know, like somebody said, I'd love to be a fly on the wall when that independent <laughs> caucus has lunch every week. <laughs> or sitting there with Bernie and Angus right. King. Right. <laughs> right. You know, um, like past the salad dressing. Um, it's, that's just not even, you know. So her and, seat's up in 2024. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah. And we've had supported her. Many in North Texas and in Dallas have supported her financially. When, when she, she was up for election, when she, she, went, she made regular trips to Dallas. Absolutely. And we helped get her started in the state legislature in Arizona as a representative in the House of Representatives for her state. Very small district. You know, helped get her going. She was a Green Party member then. You know, very anti-war. I mean, she was kind of way out there, pretty, pretty liberal. And then what happened to her? I think corporate money happened to her. Because <laughs> over time, she's, she has strayed away from what we knew her to be and why we were supporting her. Of course. And, of course, she's bi, so this was one more person that would be an out LGBT person in mm-hmm. a legislature. And then, of course, when she went to was going to move to Congress, we were like, oh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to help, you know get you going to to dc too and we had fundraisers and you know i remember many many conversations with her just standing there talking to her just one-on-one and you know look at look at where she is now you know but kudos to her for helping to get the marriage for the respect for marriage Act saying, through. You know, she, she has she has to vote with us so yeah i just think it's a travesty that she, she had an opportunity to to reinstate meaningful voting rights in this country, uh, meaningful women's rights in this country, and she just didn't take the opportunity. And yeah. I think that's the, where she's going to land in history. She's mm-hmm. she and Joe Manchin kind of sat on that as oh he's another one mm. as if the parties are equal and bipartisanship means what it used to mean. Right, it doesn't one side's for insurrection and against the Constitution, one side's not. One side's for patriotism and supporting and protecting and defending the Constitution. And if it it were truly bipartisan, maybe she would have some leg to stand on or two legs to stand on. But I think it's a – I think her arguments are are thin. Yeah. So it's just disappointing. You know, it's just like, eh, do we really have to do with this too? (laughs) I know. (coughs) Well – Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, well, we'll need to get back to the uh, t- Teddy Betty. Um, Teddy Betty. T- t- teddy Bear Party. Who's Teddy Betty? <laughs> That's a whole new story. I want to hear about that. That's a whole new story. <laughs> <laughs> Remind us again, when is the party? Uh, December 17th. December 17th. Uh, so this coming Saturday, Saturday from 8 p.m. to, to 1 a.m. Okay. And this year there's been a big change. Who's the, new, who's the beneficiary? Mm-hmm. I'll for... Since the inception of it, it's been Children's Hospital. Yeah, it's been um, Children's Health here in Dallas. But um, um, this year we decided to make uh, Cook Children's uh, in Fort Worth our new teddy bear beneficiary. Um, Nice. Other than because they closed their transgender uh, program any other reason well let, you, let him tell it go ahead uh no that that is the reason that is the reason that is the reason uh for closing the genesis clinic that helps and support transgender youth mm-hmm. um it is tough for us as we looked at, to it and had several conversations with folks um within you know some some prominent organizations that how can we 
support uh, a local hospital mm-hmm. that doesn't support our community. So, right. um, so we we've decided to make Cook Children's our the new teddy bear beneficiary this year. Did um, Children's Hospital have any comment? You know, I I reached out to them and told them why they were not going to be a beneficiary this year, and I never got a response after that. Mm. Wow. Wow. And that's been their official response to the Genesis Clinic all along. There's no response. There's no response. Right? Wow. That's, that's yeah. unfortunate. So, so how has Cooks responded? Are they, like, delighted they're going to get a, flood, a tsunami of teddy bears? <laughs> They are absolutely thrilled. Um, I've had a lot of conversations with the folks at, at Cook, and um, they've got a couple of representatives from uh, the hospital that will be attending the event. Um, and in all the conversations, they are 100% supportive of uh, the LGBTQ plus community. Right. So they are absolutely thrilled. That's exciting. It's uh, exciting. I'm excited. Yeah. And so they're. Uh, so the Sunday morning, uh, the morning after, we're all meeting back at the venue at 10:30. So that is the kid-friendly component of the of the event. Um, so we typically have 20, 25 people. Kiddos are there. We're bagging teddy bears. We're counting teddy bears. Um, and then Cook Children's, their representatives are going to pick up teddy bears that morning directly. Oh, from. they're going to pick it up. They're going to pick them up. It won't oh, be a caravan nice. to Fort Worth. Yeah, no caravan to Fort Worth. Um, <laughs> but they've got a big box truck, um, and uh, some folks from their teddy bear clinic are going to be on site and uh, kind of do the same uh, overview of what these teddy bears mean to the kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll be doing it at the venue this year. Nice. Well, I might be able to get to that. And then we're going to brunch after that, so. That's the same, 10.30 a.m. the morning after? Yeah, Patty, don't even think about it. You're not getting there. (laughs) Well, one, I don't know if I can stay up till one. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I can stay up till one, so we'll see how that goes. (laughs) But we figured 10.30, it takes about an hour to count all 1,000 plus 1,500 teddy bears, and then we'll do, uh, then we've got the brunch. Um, at Glorious in in Dallas, and they're giving away uh, the first mimosa to every volunteer that helps uh, bag and count teddy bears. Oh, nice, hmm. nice, very nice. We can count them. We just do a show show of hands. Just every teddy bear, raise your hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be needing those mimosas after the open <clears throat> bar party the night before. <laughs> the, uh, get all the bears to go. Get the bears to go. Sick them. <laughs> Now, one of the things that you mentioned is um, that they were excited to have you at uh, Cook Children's. Um, and we've talked about Laron looking for a doctor, uh, looking for a school. Oh, yeah. You know, looking for all those services that you shouldn't have to out yourself, but you do have to in order to get those services. Have you ever had a problem Uh Finding a doctor, finding a school for your kids. Like when you all uh, first found their pediatrician. How did you go about that? Networking. (laughs) It was the dad network, I think. It was primarily how we ended up. Mm. It was. But it was also interesting uh, because back in 2014, our our pediatrician was 100% accepting on board, uh, no issues. However, there were multiple doctors within that practice that if we came in and our doctor wasn't there, that they would not have seen us. Oh, wow. Really? Are you serious? Mm-hmm. And so, wow. Even though it's a child that needs even the care. A, a child. Even wow. Though. So we, once we started going to uh, that practice, then they had this whole internal meeting, and this is going to be our policy going forward. 
and we will treat every family equally within the practice by oh, every good. doctor. That's so, great. Huh. So thank you to our our primary pediatrician that he actually changed policy and procedure to be much more, to be inclusive. That's, I mean, that's wow. fantastic. That's the same thing as... Oh, I'm not going to treat that child. She's black. Oh, I'm not going to treat that child. She's Jewish. Oh, I'm not going to treat that. How do you pick and choose kids? That is wild. It's just mind-blowing. Yeah. Mind-blowing. It's a child. It's a child. Wow. And are your kids in public school or they're in private? They're they're in public school. Yep. And I think there's at least we're not the first same-sex couple to go through that elementary school. And they've been great. Fantastic. I mean... The only time it really ever comes up um, is like Mother's Day and those kind of days. But they already they reach out and they know how we celebrate it and celebrate like my mom typically. Um, so they've been fantastic. I think the kids have that's been a bit of a learning curve. I still remember going to lunch with the boys. It was the two of us. We typically when we do lunch with the boys, we typically mm-hmm. go together. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go together like on a Friday and have lunch with the kids. And there's a designated like parent table yeah. that's sitting in front of all of the rest of the kids. And so the first time we did that, we did get some questions of like, "Wait, you have two dads?" and um, right. There was one girl that was a little questioning. Of this, this one little girl, she was like, "You have two dads? That's weird." I was like, "Okay, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let, let's let's talk. It's not weird, right? Every family. So it was an educational and a teaching moment. Like every family is different. Mm-hmm. You may have a mom and a dad. Ethan Lucas had two boys. She was like, "Oh, or I'm sorry, two dads." She was like, "Oh, okay." So it was kind of those like being visible within the community and with the school. Like, um, I don't think Ethan and Lucas have had any. Yeah, if anything, it ended up being like, that's so cool. You have two dads. I wish I had two dads. That's, the, that's what the conversation kind of ended up turning into. But then after that, every other lunch we've been to, there's, it's just, that's Ethan. And, and, they're in the same, and they're in the same grade. Yes. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's, different that's teachers, pretty cool. Different classrooms. That's pretty cool. so oh, can, that's good. They can thrive and do their own thing. Yep. yep. Well, they were born as twins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's unusual to put twins in different grades. <laughs> well, I was just wondering. I've actually, I've actually known a situation where there were twins, and they did put them in different grades. Yeah, they were on the I, cusp I in too. terms of their birth dates. Yeah. So they went ahead and started one one year, and then the next oh. one the next year. So, but there was there was hell to pay for that decision later when they got to high school. I would think it would be like, okay, you'll be the smart one, you'll be the stupid one, you'll be the older one, you'll be the younger one. That did not go over well. Let me tell you. Wow, doesn't sound like. But they did it anyway. They didn't. They thought it it would the payoffs of keeping them in separate grades would be bigger than the. We are just about out of time, and I was going to go, Patty, abortion. Go. <laughs> but uh, we are out of time. I want to thank Joe and Jason for Thanks, being guys. here with thank us. You yeah, thank you so much. The teddy bear party is next Saturday at? Uh, December 17th at the, uh, the Echo Music Hall and Lounge, uh, www.teddybearparty.org. And you can get tickets there. You can get uh, teddy bears elsewhere. That's right. And the ticket's $100, and it's uh, it's. All that money goes directly to charities. So we, have, we didn't talk about all those, but there's some great, uh, the monetary beneficiaries. Uh, family yeah, Quality. <laughs> family Quality, Quality Texas, uh, Rainbow Roundup, uh, Cook Children. So local and national LGBTQ plus organizations. Great. Thank awesome. you for being with us. And we'll see you again next year. Same time, same place. Perfect. Thank, Thank you, you. Happy holidays. And